0: It's not a road to the Super Bowl. It's a trench to the Super Bowl. Something the local team would do well to keep in mind this spring and summer. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Eagles 31. 49 or 7 on the NFC side, Chiefs 23, Bengals 20 on this side of the fence, and more than anything beyond the obvious that Philadelphia and Kansas City are going to meet in the Andy Reid Bowl, this championship Sunday represented a triumph for those who love big boy football. Because that's what it came down to. It really did. Not as much in the AFC game, which had all kinds of intricacies to it. But on the NFC side, and I hate to keep sounding like I'm the president of the Eagles fan club or something. But when you watch what Philadelphia was doing, offensively, 148 yards on the ground against the league's number one defense and doing it with multiple players, including Jalen Hurts picking up 48 yards of his own. And then on top of that, you see what the Eagles did defensively, the way they penetrated a really good offensive line of San Francisco's and just went at their backfield. Yes, I know they were down to some dude in street clothes at quarterback by game's end. But that wasn't deciding what was happening in the trenches. It was the other way around. The trenches were deciding the game. When the Eagles got down inside the San Francisco Five, and you knew they had four snaps at it, four cracks at it, you didn't have to wonder what clever thing they were going to do. You know, they were just going to line up and smash. Even the formations that the Eagles were utilizing, were, look, hey, everyone in the building, we're just going to carry the ball and go forward, all right? If you can stop us, go right ahead, but we don't think that you will. And then they would go, boom, and then boom another time, which is pretty much all it would take. That's just, you know, football's changed a lot over the generations, Different things have become important to the people who run the league, to the owners, and they'll stress this or that, and protecting the quarterback and getting the passing game to be uh, more easily facilitated by cracking down on pass interference or defensive holding. And, you know, there might even come a day where they adopt the college rule for being in bounds on a catch where it's just got to be one foot and yet isn't it funny how what was it 10 12 years ago we were all discussing how the run game has just totally vanished from the sport and it's not going to make a comeback and uh, it's you're not going to see franco and rocky again two guys in the backfield and well it's not that but it's definitely back and between the critical importance of pass protection which has never faded and now seemingly a return to just, listen, we can just exert our will against you as a football team. Yeah, that's, that's enticing, huh? It's fun to watch, isn't it? Makes you kind of wonder about things around here. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, Rigor, relevance, that's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. I'm not going to be an idiot here and compare the state of the Eagles, or for that matter, the state of the 49ers, Bengals, or Chiefs, to the Steelers, as currently constituted. However, however... I will say that over the final nine games of this regular season, there was nothing more uplifting, not even the play of Kenny Pickett. The gradual progress of Pickett and George Pickens and more involvement for Pat Fryermuth, none of that was anywhere near as uplifting, at least not for me. As seeing the offense develop a running identity, as seeing these guys, especially the offensive line, come together and create, really from scratch, if you think about it, an identity for this offense. Because you saw what it was like when Najee Harris was running into nothingness. He wasn't about to break 11 tackles on his way to anywhere. He needed these guys. He met with them in the bye week. They all talked it out. How are we going to do this? How are we going to improve? How are we going to learn what the other is doing? How are we going to look back at mistakes that we made in previous weeks and become a real offense? I can't say this often enough. That didn't come as the result of Kenny's pass to Pickens in the Franco game. As wonderful as that was a scene. It came steadily over the course of several weeks. It's not all the way there yet. It really isn't. But when you look at the Steelers having been the fourth best rushing team in the league over the second half, did you know that? Did you know that? Fourth best. That's a real thing that can overcome even doubts about the caliber of the schedule along the way. I'd like to see the left side of the O line get stronger. Heck, I'd like to see the entire defensive line get stronger. Cam's getting up there, you know. I don't know what's there yet. None of us can. With Demarvin Leal, we'll see if Larry Ogunjobi comes back. But the defensive line, actually, I just think of the whole thing as the trench. This is where it has to happen for this team. I like pretty much all positions the skill that the steelers have may ah, i shouldn't say that not at corner and not at inside linebacker okay but look everywhere else on offense and defense and ask yourself where the steelers are lacking skill or playmakers and you just might come up empty and that's good that's okay those players can be hard to find right now Take care of the beef. Take care of the 300-pounders. Let this be that spring and summer. If you need any reminders as to why, tune into the Super Bowl. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett Kelly & George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at LGKG.com or by calling 888-842-5454. comes from bill who says so if i'm correct and based on Art rooney's stated logic for keeping matt canada canada is now going to be the oc for life because if the steelers fire him next year the year after they would have to do exactly what rooney said and start over Thus, a head coach and an O.C. with jobs for life. Thus, no urgency. And I wonder, does score more points, the phrase that Rooney mentioned the other day, become the new run the ball better? Woo! A lot to unpack there, Bill. But you know what? The Canada questions keep coming. And yours covered, obviously, a lot of ground there. The first thing I'll say, and this is mostly just in case anyone's new to the show, is I'd be the last one to defend keeping Canada. Okay? So don't take anything I'm about to say as supporting the Steelers' decision to keep him. Or, as Mike Tomlin put it, quote, my decision, end quote. If it's his decision, he wants to put his name on it, there it is. But I do feel... It's important to clarify what Rooney actually said. He did not say that they kept Canada so that Kenny wouldn't have to deal with another coordinator. It was one of the several things that were mentioned. But the principal reason for it was that Rooney liked that the offense got better overall as the season went along. And he did single out specifically the running game in that regard. I have a hard time countering that, and I'm going to guess that you do as well, because the running game did get better, and the people who were involved, directly involved in the running game did give credit to the coaches and to Canada along the way, including people who had been bitingly critical of Canada just a couple of weeks earlier. So that's what Rooney actually says. If you want to respond to his stance, Bill, you're going to want to make sure that you get it right. That was the foundation for it. The fact that the Steelers, and it is a fact, got better in the second half offensively, and again, specifically, with the run game. As to how you ended your entry, whether or not Rooney's uh, stated priority for the 2023 Steelers being to, quote, score more points, end quote, and comparing that to when Rooney four years ago said that the most important thing would be to run the ball more effectively. (laughs) Okay, now you're getting warm, I think, to a real point where the team's left itself open because that running process obviously took a long time. It wasn't something that they just, you know, snapped their fingers and got done. Even the acquisition of Najee as a first rounder in the draft didn't change anything, really, not that much anyway. He went to the Pro Bowl, but I don't think anybody would say that the running game got good. And you can say that there was no accountability for the running game not getting instantly better, except that I seem to recall there was a change at the offensive coordinator position which is kind of what a lot of people, myself included, were hoping for this offseason. So if you'll pardon my directness here, you sound like you're just mad at a lot of things and wanted to throw everything into that. And I mean, I get that. It's been a long time since the Steelers have won a playoff game. That's kind of a big deal in Pittsburgh, and it always will be, ideally. But there's an awful lot in there that's just kind of thrown in for the sake of making some kind of accountability statement. That that tends to not get very far, not in the real world. I appreciate the question, though. I appreciate you listening, Bill. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.